What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony, and today I'm going to talk about signs to see if your portfolio is over-diversified. And this is one of the most common things I see in new investors' portfolios, and we'll talk about some of the signs. And before we get started, please remember to subscribe and please leave a review with whatever app you are using to listen to this podcast. If it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google, whatever you're using, greatly appreciated. And also, please check out my links below if you're a new investor and you want to get started but you don't know how. You can use my link for Udemy. It's a course I created to teach you the ABCs of investing. There's a quiz at the end and you'll get a certificate of completion as well. And also you could check out my links for Acorns, one of the best apps for invest or for beginning investors, and public. You can use that to buy crypto and stocks with fractional share investing. It's great for new investors. So let's get started. Let's talk about if you're over diversified. So it's hard to argue with the common sense behind diversification within the investment process. And it makes sense to spread our money around into different stocks, uh, cryptocurrencies, bonds, commodities, and real estate to protect ourselves from market volatility. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I added about 20 ounces of pure silver bars to my coin collection. I have about uh, almost about $2,000 in silver coins and gold coins. And I, I just wanted to add more exposure to some hard assets to my collection. And a lot of people have been asking me if they should be doing the same as well. Now, like I said, I've been thinking about this a lot. And in my opinion, I think there are two things you should do in order to get a great starting point. And I think the average person should do two things. I think you should save about $10,000 in a bank account in a high interest yield bank account, something that's liquid, you can access fast. And then I think you should invest $10,000 into a market index fund ETF or mutual fund, something like the SP 500 or the NASDAQ, or even just a total market index fund um, through something like VTI through Vanguard. It's a low cost ETF. And I think you should start out by getting about, you know, a five-figure portfolio into something really solid like that, something that's easy to keep investing into weekly, and it's very low cost. Now, according to Warren Buffett, wide diversification is only required when investors do not understand what they're doing. So in other words, if you diversify too much, you're not going to lose a lot of money, but you're definitely not going to gain a lot of money either. And to start out with one of the most well-known proven SP500 funds and just keep adding to it until you get to a five-figure portfolio, then you could start worrying about preserving that portfolio with diversification. So in my opinion, diversification is all about preserving wealth. And until you have a, a substantial portfolio of at least about $10,000, you don't really have much wealth to preserve yet. You're still working on building up a portfolio and, and basically taking advantage of compounding interest. 
And when you spread your money around across many different funds or stocks when you're getting started, you're just not setting yourself up for success. It's as simple as that. Uh, the more funds you have, the less you're going to be taking advantage of that compounding interest effect year over year. And uh, you're just it's going to take you a while to get to where you want to be. And you're going to see less results. You probably won't even match the market index. Most people don't. 90% of people fail to match the market index by picking their own stocks. Now, this is why it's important to look for these few things. And the first thing is, are you owning too many similar funds? This is a big, big mistake that I see amongst many new investors. Some mutual funds and ETFs, although they have very different names, they can actually be very similar in regards to their investment holdings and their overall investment strategies. Holding multiple S&P 500 funds, multiple total market index funds, or just even multiple ETFs that track the same sectors of the market is such a common mistake that I see. And I can't stress this enough. I see this a lot where people will be holding SPY, VOO, VTI, SPLG, SPYG, you know, and they have a couple hundred dollars or a couple, couple, um, couple shares of each of these funds. And it's just such a waste of time and it's a waste of money to do that because you're better off just consolidating all that into one fund. You don't need three S&P 500 funds that pretty much parallel each other in terms of performance. And you don't really need a total market index fund if you have an S&P 500 fund or vice versa. Now VTI is a very common total market index fund and there's a lot of mutual funds that are total market funds. And all of these perform very similar. A total market fund and an S&P 500 fund are pretty much identical with performance. Now the difference between something like VTI and VOO or SPY is that VTI is the total U.S. market. So these are large cap, mid cap, small cap, all combined into one. And there's thousands of companies in this fund. Now, the S&P 500 fund, which would be VOO, that's 500 companies. And these are 500 of the largest companies in the United States. The most successful, well-known, proven companies are in this fund. So essentially, you're double dipping and there's a lot of crossover with that. So you don't really need both of them. You'd be okay with holding just VTI or VOO and building those up to $10,000. And the other thing is you could also look at a fund like QQQ, which tracks the NASDAQ. Now, I'll say that the very large majority of my portfolio is in VOO, which is an S&P 500 fund. I'm not saying you need to use VOO. There's many other options out there for an S&P 500 fund. SPLG is a really common one. A lot of people like it because it's cheaper and it's easier to buy if your brokerage doesn't offer fractional shares. If your brokerage doesn't offer, offer fractional shares, that's a disadvantage. because It's harder to dollar cost average into. So check out my link for public and you can buy fractional shares of pretty much any index fund or stock that you want as well as crypto. Um, now the second mistake people make is they're chasing dividends. Owning too many low-quality dividend stocks or ETFs is just going to kill your growth when you're starting out. 
You don't want to chase high yield stocks, especially if you're 40 or younger and you have a lot of time to save for retirement because high yield dividend stocks are going to significantly underperform the market. I can't stress this enough. Go for growth funds if you're younger because dividends are better for when you're closer to retirement and you need that passive income. Now, the third thing is, is owning too many individual stocks. And an excessive number of individual stock positions are just going to lead to enormous amounts of uh, required due diligence, uh, complicated tax situations, and performance that simply won't be the broad market index. And a widely accepted rule is to own anywhere between 10 to 20 stocks is pretty adequate for diversifying your portfolio. You don't need more than that. You can cover pretty much every sector of the market with maybe 10, 15 stocks. You don't need 30, 40, 50 stocks, and then a bunch of ETFs, and then a bunch of REITs, and a bunch of different things that are just you're just killing your gains. You're absolutely killing your gains by being too diverse. Stick with quality over quantity. That's another big one. And that's our next one, quality over quantity. You want to have high quality funds and high quality companies rather than, I'd rather have 10 really excellent performing companies that I feel good about than have 30 companies and 15 of them are speculative assets and you don't really know what's going to happen in the future. And another thing that's killing you is when you have too many assets. So when you're starting out, you'll have a lot of people are investing into crypto, REITs, bonds, uh, foreign funds, just way too much diversification with a small amount of capital. I see a lot of these accounts with, and it's okay, you know, everyone has to start out somewhere, but I see a lot of accounts with a couple hundred dollars or even just a few thousand dollars, and they have just all different types of assets, bonds, REITs, crypto, all this stuff, and it's it just doesn't make sense. I can't stress it enough. It just stick with what is proven and what you fully understand because you'll stay the course and not make bad decisions when the market has downturns, which is inevitable. And it's okay to own speculative stocks and crypto, but if you're starting out, you really should focus on building your wealth first. Build your wealth first and keep your investments to a minimum. And lastly, and I know I've said this several times, it just, if you don't have a five-figure portfolio yet and you have your your money just spread out all over the place, it just doesn't make sense. I can't stress it enough. Stick with a total market fund. Stick with an S&P 500 fund or even a NASDAQ fund. Build that up to about 10K and then worry about diversification. Diversification is all about preserving wealth. And I'll finish up by talking about some of the silver bars I bought. Uh, a lot of people were interested in that in my investment group. Now, the reason I bought some silver bars is because I was starting to get to the point where my crypto assets were outweighing my hard money asset, my hard coins and collectibles. And I, I felt like it's getting to the point where I wanted to even that out a little bit. 
And the reason why my crypto was growing so much is because Bitcoin has just appreciated so much since I bought it. It was kind of by accident that crypto has taken up about 5% of my total investments now. So I wanted to lower that a little bit and get it, get some of that spread out into real silver because in my opinion, silver and gold, the precious metals are always going to be valuable. Gold and silver has been used as a currency and a commodity for thousands of years and I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon because they're rare earth metals and they're hard to manufacture, gold more so than silver. But um, that's something to think about when you do get over $10,000, a portfolio over $10,000, you can start buying some commodities like silver and gold. You can start going more into crypto, maybe get some REITs, get some bonds. That's when it's a good time to start doing that stuff because that's when you want to preserve that hard-earned money and all that hard work that you put into getting the $10,000. And I'll say I really started worrying about diversification uh, when I had about five, $6,000 invested. And looking back on it today, I, I really, and this is why I wanted to make this video, I really should have focused on getting my portfolio to, to 10K first and then worry about diversification. So that's something I wanted to share with you, one of the mistakes I made. So right now, um, with all of my assets combined, I have a couple different portfolios. I have uh, Acorns, I have Fidelity, I have a 401k. Um, I have Public App, which is one of my favorite apps. Everything combined and my crypto and my, my silver and gold, I'm looking at around 65,000. So, um, that's what I just want transparency of where I'm at today. And uh, I'm definitely far from an expert, but I've made a lot of mistakes when I first started out. And I, I feel like over diversification was one of them. And now I'm at the point where it makes sense for me to be diversified and protect some of the assets that I've built up. So hopefully that helps everybody out. And if you have any questions, please feel to reach out as well. And thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And please remember to leave a review.